Durante with a free header. And the honour of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart, Berisha. It's Connor Payne on the left. Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string. And... Oh, Diamante! The Western service crew are celebrating. And welcome back to All Out West. And what a banger of a week in the A-League with the Bulls laying waste to Adelaide. Glory getting a decision, a decisive win over the Raw. Victory breaking the FFA Cup curse. And West United taking the top spot back off the Eastside rivals, Melbourne City. This week, you're joined by Scott and Kelsey. And Kelsey, what was your highlight from this week of football? Can only be one thing, surely. It's got to be the Scorpion kick. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I would. everyone's. I think that's everyone's highlight, yeah. that one. Yeah. I did hear um, Channel 10 played it over a million views over Whoa, the really? internet, social media. So obviously it's going worldwide, so it's massive. That's great promotion for the league and our club. So that's amazing. It was pretty good. Uh, I liked some of the Scorpion King kind of memes, which was pretty solid. It was I rated over Riley McGree's. Uh, yeah. Do you guys want to get into the club update? Yep. Let's do it. Sweet bang through. Now on the 9th of Feb, I oh, sorry, I missed this one on our last podcast, but on the 9th of Feb, West United confirmed and terminated the contract of Ion Majok, who, who was with the club. Um, they agreed to mutually terminate. Uh, Ion made one A-League men's appearance last season in round one. And it was against Adelaide United. He also featured prominently in MPL three side in 2021, scoring four goals. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Any th- anyone going to miss yeah. I am as much as me or? No, I didn't see too much of him to be honest. I barely knew he was on the squad. So to me, he was my was- like, yeah, he was my young player. I was really pushing last season, and it, it didn't eventuate. I believe you did um, the review for him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was a bit gutted by that. So I've heard he's, I think he's trialing at CCM or something. So fingers crossed he winds up at another A-League club or MPL and continues his football career because he did play some exciting football. I like CCM that the club willingly give... lets, sorry, I'll just, yeah, I'll just say like, I think I would like that the club willingly lets players go and try and flourish elsewhere if they're not going to be used or utilized in a meaningful way at the club. I think CCM might be the best move for them. They they tend to give a lot of the um, young players a chance at getting into the side, and they've done it a few times before. So hopefully, he gets gets to CCM and they give him a chance. Yeah, definitely. Fingers crossed. Uh, our next bit of news. So on Tuesday, the twenty second of the second, it was announced that Lockie Wales remain in the West until at least the end of the twenty three twenty four season. Um, so he's got a two-year contract extension. He's currently, he's kind of, in my opinion, a bit of a quieter season than last. But on that same note, he's had four assists. Scott, what are your thoughts on Lockie Wales? He's still my boy, so I'm glad he's staying. And um, he'll come good soon. Yeah. Kelsey? Look, I'll never forget he won me 140 bucks at the Olympics. Thank you again. Um, the other thing too is he's a great signing. He's, he's, a, he's a good player. He's a good young player. Um, you know, he still has a very good like the ceiling's high on him. Um, like I'm, I'm pumped. He's uh, re-signed, and I want to know: did he sign at two twenty-two p.m.? Uh, I don't. Or was it announced so at two twenty-two? It should have been. It was a bit of a it would have been a bit of a loss if it did. If it didn't, you know what I mean? 
Um, yeah. But yeah, good. He's been a great player for us. I think he's been a little bit like because like, last year he was the shining play. light between him and Parias in our but forward line. We didn't line, have like, much. We didn't have much attack or attacking presence last year, so it wouldn't have been hard for him. No, to but he still stepped up out. at his age. He but, still um, this, did it like season. He's going to find it a lot tougher because there's a lot more competition now. Mm. There, yeah, all, all the spotlight is going to be on the few of the other Previc and few of the other players. It's well, hard, harder for, for him to break into that side as well. From all reports, Alois is very happy with the role Wales is playing. It was for him. It's not about so much the goals and assists Wales provides. It's the the uh, positioning things and the ability to bring other get, uh, players into the game that Alois is liking from Wales at the moment anyway. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll keep it moving, but I think it's a good decision. Long story thought. I think we're in agreement there. Um, here's another re-signing. This is from last week. It was announced on the 18th of Feb that uh, 30-year-old Stephen Listicker has signed a one-year contract extension. And he's had a pretty solid... He's probably his best year with us in the last probably six games. What do you think about that, Scott? What was that? Sorry? Uh, Stephen Listicker has signed a one-year contract extension. Yeah, um, it's good to have the sticker stand around. He's really stepped his game up this year. So, yeah, he's just another positive thing to this team. And look look what he's doing within the club. He's kicking a few goals and... He's kicking a few goals and um, really making his... Keeping his spot. Definitely. Kelsey, anything to elaborate on? Look, I'll just talk quickly. It, it's thoroughly well-deserved and earned this extra year contract. He's been one of the best players at the club this season. He's been excellent. Sick. I agree. Uh, he's great player coming for Kone in season one and season two did pretty well. And this season, we didn't think he'd be in the starting 11 and he's banging it in. Like So, big fan. Now, let's move on to injuries. And we've got a couple of good conversation points here. So, Diamante left the pitch early on the game on... Uh, Sunday, due to a, an issue with his foot, I believe, and Payne was rested on that game due to a foot injury. We don't have much more information on that at the moment, but just a few things there. I think we proved that we can play without Diamante and Payne, but I don't know if it's a long-term deal. Do you guys have any comments on that? Um, well, with Payne, like, I, I think I said last podcast, he needed a rest. He can just... You could just see in him, he was exhausted. He needed some time off, which was, it was good. He wasn't even on the bench, so he didn't even come on. So, you know, he's got a full, full, full time to recover. So, yeah, it's good to have a rest. Diamante's starting to, is, you know, he's old, so he's going to be um, taking a bit longer to fully recover. He's not getting as much game time. He'll probably be rested again tomorrow night, which will probably be good for him and hopefully be back on the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything on that? I, I dare say, yeah. Like, Diamante, I have a feeling, was probably being rested from this second game anyway because he doesn't tend to play both games when there's a midweek game. He tends to have one of them at least off. Um, he never tends to play with, with only a four-day break. So, I dare say he was having off. And as Scott said last week, like, Payne probably did need a rest. Probably was probably a week too late, given that he's had a slight foot injury. Hopefully, it's not too bad. But um, 
yeah, probably good that he's finally getting that rest he needed. Yeah, yeah. Sick. Hopefully, he comes back out and fires fires up back to his better performance and right the time we need him just to sort of keep that lead at the front. I think we have a lot of squad depth in that position. So I think we, because we have Thea Harris, in this case, we had Pariah starting. We have a lot of options for that role. Dylan Wenzel Halls could play that. Or as we did during the West City Wanderers games, we actually had uh, Prijevic moving to the right and having Dylan Wenzel Halls in a central position. So we have a lot of options with the squad we have. But we should probably save a little bit of that conversation for the game review. Now, on Sunday, the 20th of second, Western United took on the reinvigorated Western Sydney Wanderers at Amy Park at 6.45 in front of 3,200 people, which is a tough fixture for attendance. But, it, but if you put that in contrast to the MacArthur Bulls Saturday night fixture, which had 2,702 people, or Melbourne City's Friday night game, which had 4,294, I think it did pretty well, to be honest. What do you guys think? How much, how much was the attendance, did you say? Three two for us. That's not too bad. We're slowly stepping up in the attendance wise. It's you know not much, but clearly we're not a massive club. You know whether we will be down the track, who knows? But look, we we hold a consistent crowd. It's you know always between the same areas. It's not you know like your city games where the derby they pull up you know five thousand fans and then the following game they pull up a thousand. Mm. We're very consistent. We've got a consistent fan base. And eventually, we'll get more and more consistent people slowly coming on to board when the, we move down to Tarnit. But, yeah, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. It's a great crowd. Like, when you consider it's in a dead Sunday night slot, and like you said, you compare it to the a primetime Saturday night slot, which we beat in terms of attendance, and then you compare it to a primetime Friday night slot, which we're only, what, about 1,000 behind? Yeah, a thousand and ninety-four. So just under yeah, eleven hundred. So you know, take I'll take those. It comes on a dead Friday, on a dead Sunday night. You know, game. You know what I mean? It, it's an absolute dead time. Yeah. Yeah. It, look, it did look quite dead at, at the stadium when you looked at all the stands. But you know, looking in the active, the active looked quite. To me, it was probably one of the better better turnout turnouts in active. It was quite large compared to what we've seen before. So it was good to see that. But yeah, the stadium, unfortunately, it does look dead around everywhere else you look. Besides the you know the corporate side, the main side, that's always mm. relatively full. But yeah, that's as I said, good. we oh, won't get crowds until we move. Yeah, it's all part of the game. We all, we all knew what we were signing on for when we became fans and part of the club like, involved in this. But I think it's a good a good thing when you contrast it with the rest of the league and we've got consistent people turning up. Now this game had a lot to talk about, but from the onset of the whistle, there was a lot of back and forth with new West Sydney Wanderers dominating possession, 66 to 33%. But sometimes it's what you do with the ball when you have it. And it's needless possession in your own half that doesn't typically lead to goals. Although Western Sydney Wanderers had 15 shots on goal, only seven were on target in contrast to Western United's 10 with seven that uh, ten with seven on target, which we converted into three goals. Any any thoughts on that, guys? It's good to see more more than two, one goal scored. 
No, look, I think it was good to see some efficiency. And again, I think you summed it up pretty well. You can have all the possession in the world, but it's what you do with it. You know, there's no point having 66% possession if you're not trying to drive the ball forward, if you're not trying to probe and try and find attacks. Having it in your own defensive half does nothing. You, you know, like, yeah. So, And again, it was good to see that even though we had a lack of ball, we were willing to take, make those chances or time on the ball count by trying to drive forward, trying to, you know, ask a question, try and get a goal. Yeah, well, I only saw roughly the first 60 minutes, then I had to leave because I'd work. So, but from that, you know, we, we put on dangerous attacks. It wasn't just, you know, ones that were going nowhere. It was, we did push quite a fair bit. I thought it was more 50-50. I didn't see the last 30 minutes. So, but um, yeah, I thought we did quite well. With, with, but as we said, of the ball. yeah, well, that's the thing. Possession, like having, like passing the ball around to yourself in your own half, although you may have a better stat, doesn't translate to actual to winning. And this is a case of, I think, Rudan's play style, which we experienced firsthand, was sometimes just trying to get as much of get as much as much of the ball and choke the other the other opponent and push into their half, which isn't always successful. And in this case, it wasn't. Now, we'll move on to the first goal. Now, Prijevic opened scoring the 27th minute in what was smoother than butter. It might lob the ball to the defensive line with Prijevic. He, he just easily managed to bypass it and pop the ball over Magush's head. This is amazing. Kelsey, you, know, you and I just watched it again a couple of minutes ago before Scott come on the uh, stream. Kelsey, what were your thoughts on this goal? Okay, perfect timing. A to a my for when he sent the ball over to, like, over to Prijevic. Uh, and then Priovic for both staying onside and knowing exactly where the line was, and then just the finish, the cool lob straight over the keeper. It, it was just perfect. That is what you want from a forward: ability to move, ability to know when to move, ability you know get control of the ball with one touch, and then to just finish calmly. It, it was it was you know perfection. Yeah, well, being A-League a standards, generally some, some, something like that happens, they'll kick the ball over the, over, the, over the net. But it was good to see a very, you know, great finish. Couldn't have done it any better. He was onside for once, which is good, really good to see because Previx tends to like to be offside quite a fair bit. So it was good to see he was onside and perfect finish to a goal. Yeah, I... I, I... I hear what you're saying about the offsides, and I think it's that fine line that a forward always tries to push is how far they can they can do it to catch the guys off guard. And I think he's finally found his his position. And in the like the interview posted, he was talking about how it was a very it's it's a very physical league, and you have to be physically fit to get into this league. And he and he's he, he, to quote him, and I'm not it's not verbatim, but any any top player in the world could come here and if they weren't physically fit they would not be capable of keeping up with the physicality of the league so i just thought that was a really interesting insight from someone who's just come here getting used to the league and what's required um now in the they dying do say it is a tough league Australia, yeah it's through it the summer it's similar also similar to like um they said similar to scotland where things that in any other league it'd be considered a foul a lot really the show is just considered, you know, carry on. Mm. Mm. 
unless we're playing and it's against us. Uh, but I digress. In the dying minutes of the first half, Previch found Garuccio running inside the box for his first goal in four years. But alas, it would not be the last of the evening. Were you guys excited when we got our second goal in the first half? This is the second time this has happened this season because we're inherently a low-scoring team. Scott? Uh, I Well, personally, I wasn't excited because, oh, you know, I had the little one needed to go to the toilet. I missed it. <laughs> I missed the second one. Um, yeah, I took the family. Leah needed to go to the toilet. I thought it was... Wasn't far from half time. I'm like, oh, all right, we'll quickly go now. <laughs> so we went down and I heard the crowd going nuts and then I heard them go off. So I was a bit annoyed, but it was good to see that we kicked the second goal. Well, we got 2-0 two, two up rather than, you know, conceding straight away. It's good to see you get two in a row. I can. I, I've got a fun story about the third goal as well. But w- Kelsey, what are your thoughts? Look, I'll, look. I can speak a little bit more of the goal. Um, so Previc obviously puts through a, a great through ball through to Garuccio, who's just I don't know who was meant to be marking him, but no one seemed to be on him at all. He had acre of space inside the box, and then he's just slotted it beautifully at the near post between the near post and the keeper. It was again another great finish. I mean, for a guy who hasn't scored a goal in four years, that was a cool finish. Yeah, it was solid. I uh, Jeff's kiss. Now we'll, we'll keep it moving. Now West Sydney Wanderers made a few changes and were bolstered with the uh, with the subs of Najarine and Ziggy Gordon, whose impact was felt quite early with Hamed's fifty first minute goal. Now, what were your feelings on the first goal, Scott? Which you may be familiar with the handball. Absolute joke. Yep. Like, where was our penalty last, you know, against Sydney? That was worse than this one. And yet, I've got, I don't know what, I don't think we're paying the refs at all. Maybe all the other clubs are throwing them, you know, 100 bucks a week. We're obviously doing nothing because it's, yeah. you know, they seem to hate us. We seem to have some type of penalty issue. It's becoming on quite regular now. Like, that was a, joke of a penalty and I still wouldn't even call it a goal. Not not deserved. It's a fluke. Hmm. Yeah, I don't have much else to say about it, Kelsey. Anything you want to add? Sorry. I said last week it would only take a week or so until we saw a more like something that's less of a obvious handball that'll be called handball. I, I said it'd only take one week and here we are. His elbow is by his side. He's doing everything he can to keep his arm to his body. He's doing everything he can to try and turn his arm away from the ball. But yet, flappy, flappy to, you know, last week, as Scott accurately put it, that's apparently not deliberate. Putting your arms, you know, up, down, up, getting hit. That, that's apparently, you know, nothing he could do there. But, you know, from point blank range into the elbow, no, 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 that, 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 that's a clear handball. Yeah, it was pretty weak. Um, I think we all just want to see consistency in the rule. Yeah. I think they had a meeting the following Monday and said, hey, we need to do better on handballs, and we just happen to be the the culprits of that, or the victims in this case. Um, Anything else on that, Scott? Um, 
maybe not this, not tomorrow night, but maybe um next week we might hold up a banner saying um we've got an envelope for the refs. Come over and grab it. We're gonna have to I think we should. There's only one way. Like to, it, it's only one way to just even the table. We we don't want to pay them to you know win us the game. We want to pay them to make the game fair. <laughs> I think we should say again. We're not paying them. We're not paying I think them, we should have so one. Yep. Yeah. I have a better one. Hands off our pens. So dude with hands up, hands off our pens. Bam. Just a bit of fun. But yeah, we'll keep it moving because it was obviously BS because it did, but it didn't affect the overall outcome like the previous week. Now, this change did, did little to dampen the team spirits as Garuccio netted possibly goal of the year in the A-League with an amazing scorpion kick. Um, uh, it may also be just a... Sorry, just a You take it, Scott? It's not goal of the year in the A-League. It could be goal of the year around the world. And you that's where I was going with the two. Them. You don't see many of those type of goals around the world. So I'd go... It's amazing. Potential goal of the, goal of the year. But it, it could be winning a Puskas potentially. Then again, it'll probably just be a seller tapping or something that gets it. No, oh, I'd be a Messi or Ronaldo. It'd be yeah. Messi's penalty shot or something. Well, well, Messi's when McGree scored his, it was like a just a simple seller finish that won it. So I'm assuming Salah will just get it again. Yeah, yeah. The dodgy trophies around the world these days. On Dior. On that note of Ben Garuccio, if you aren't familiar with the player, we did a really good interview with him earlier in the year. Uh, check it out. It's on our YouTube channel, I'm pretty sure, and it's also on our RSS feed, so it's on Spotify, iTunes. Very good. Very nice person. Had a great conversation with him, so make sure you check that out. He's also did one on, I think, um, the RSN network as well. Check it out. It's good to see a person. Yeah, go. Yeah. Kelsey? Oh, sorry, just a quick spoiler uh, for the hour, episode, hour interview with Garuccio. Check out his cafe when he eventually opens one. Really loves the coffee. Do you think it'll be a double shot espresso? I'd say he earned it after that. Yep. Uh, did we lose Scott? Can you hear me? We yes. can't see you. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Um. Something's, something's going on. I was trying to similar on a the wife a message so are you inside oh, now you... Scott? no i'm outside cool oh, no, if you get out of it it'll um drop off the screen yeah. on you yeah you have crickets to... in your we do have crickets in your channel scott which is quite fun yeah that's because i'm outside i know i try and avoid the, the dog barking and the kids screaming it's all good i knew it was a trade-off um so, uh, yeah, so let's move on to the next bit. Ugarkovic proved he has some goals left um, for scoring. Um, he got the Wanderers second to keep them in the race. Was this due to absent-minding defending or was Young at fault here? Kelsey? Look, so I, I had a watch back of it uh, actually just before the pod. Um, to me, it was similar to like our first two goals conceded for the year, even though they were set pieces versus this being open play in that it just seemed like there was a momentary switch off from the defence. Everyone was sort of ball watching rather than trying to engage the attacker and trying to stop him. Um, I believe um, Leo actually turns away from the ball. Yeah, he did turn around. And, 
he left um, Young Exposed, who had already started putting his weight onto his left to try and stop it going around. And they just mm. left him exposed, in my opinion, on that one a little bit. It was just a bit too much of ball watching for my yeah. life on that goal. Kil- Kilkenny ran in as well, but he was nowhere near it. Imai was watching his player. It was a defensive error, in my opinion. Thoughts, Scott, what are your thoughts? Um, look, I was nice to him last week. Ryan Scott will state that. <laughs> but no, nah, okay, I, 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 w- I honestly didn't see it. I was, yeah, driving home as I had to go to work, so I, I missed it. Did you, but... did you want to see it, Scott? Um, look, I'll look at it later on. We'll, um... Okay, cool. Let's start. Send me your notes in our group chat so I know how you feel about it, Scott. I'd be worried if I didn't receive some kind of, kind of Jamie Young hate from you weekly. I'd just be concerned. <laughs> no, nah, well, um, yeah, like I said, Ryan Scott would have saved it. Don't even know how if it was saveable or not, but, yeah. My boy would have got it. <laughs> now, now, the, the, just yeah. just to, for Scott's context, to me, it looked like a lot of players sort of screened the ball. So Young, who'd already moved to his left, wouldn't have seen it until very late to be able to go back to his right. When his weight's on his left, no matter if you, no matter the keeper, if your weight was already on your left, you probably weren't getting back to your right to stop it. I did see it was like a was it 89th minute or 92nd minute yeah. goal? Yeah. yeah. Like, like at that stage, players generally mindset that, the game's over. They give up. It, it happens everywhere. That's how, it's like, you know, like goals tend to happen these days. Just one of yeah. those moments. Look, it was still three-one. So yeah, three-two in the end. But no, three-one. He's not saying, counting the penalty. Oh, that, you're not counting the penalty. penalty. No, that wasn't a okay. penalty. So yeah, it was three-one. So. <laughs> I, I can't, get, can't get dodgies if not yeah we won last week we won last season what are you talking about nah jokes now just a bit of background on jamie young he made four big saves from inside the box and one from outside so i just i think he had a decent game as you said scott one of them was a dodgy pen the other one it happens like we had a pretty solid game. Otherwise, do you guys have any final thoughts about the game, Scott? Look, for some reason, I actually thought Young was going to save that penalty. I just had a mindset that he was going to go the right way. It was going to stop the dodgy shit from the the refs. Unfortunately, it didn't. I was a bit heartbroken when it didn't. <laughs> but um, yeah. Sorry, sorry, what, Scott? I don't know what you're talking about. No, it was um, it was a good game. Good game, three one. I think one of you guys, I think it was, was you, Andrew, that tipped three one. Or Kelsey. I think I did uh, do three one, but I don't. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you did. So yeah, I think I said two nil. Spot on. Spot on, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you. If you three take one, away the dodgy goals. penalty, I had my, no, I had the right margin. If you take away the dodgy penalty of two nil, sure you did, mate. Sure you did. <laughs> Now, Kelsey, any final thoughts? Um, look, it, it was nice to see us score more than one goal in the game. It would be nice if we could, uh, when we win, to win by more than one goal. That, that I think, is the next challenge, to win by more than one goal in a game. 100%. Now, this we're going to move on to tomorrow. the... 100%. Scott, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get on, get on to the player of the year. Now, a number of the panel aren't here, and a lot of us tipped very similarly 
today. So myself, uh, Kelsey, do you want to read, you read them out? Cause they're all the, like three of us got the same. No worries. So myself, you and Jay all went, uh, um, Oh, actually it is. It is Jay. Carry no, on. it's Jay. Yeah. yeah you're right. we all, so on. we all gave the three to Garuccio. I mean, he scored two and one was a scorpion kick. I mean, it, it was, it was a bag. Um, Prio in any other game probably would have had, you know, three votes, but just because of Grusho's performance with his uh Golem, was it two assists, I believe? Uh yeah. for Prio. Two assists. Yeah, two. Yep. So he he got himself the two votes, and then we all gave Young the one vote for his performance. Um Leb gave the three to Garuccio and the two to Priovic, and then the one to Amai. Yep. Um, and then I believe Scott, now I could be wrong and you can correct me. It's not listed here, but I believe you were Garuccio, Priovic, and um, Leo. Yeah, I thought Leo was quite solid in the defense. He got a, he got, his efficiency was very accurate, and I think he won quite a few duels as well. So, yeah, it was, it was a hard, I look, it was hard to vote that last one because I, was occupied during the game and then I missed the, the last 30 minutes. But I must admit, I almost gave the three to uh, Previc, even though Caruccio yep. scored the two goals. It, yeah. It's just that that one great goal because Previc was involved in three all three goals and he was solid around the ground. So I almost gave three to him, but yeah, I thought Caruccio never gets it. So we'll give him a chance. Scott, did you hear what Previc said post... Uh... In the interview, in the post-interview, did he thank me? No, no, no. Oh, no. Uh, Previc said, "Benny owes me two assists now." <laughs> no, I, I, I really enjoyed his interviews post-game. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, it was quite really good interviews. Kelsey, did you see that at all? No, I actually missed the interview. I did hear the Garuccio interview where he just said like he he'd face planted in training when practicing at a beforehand. And then um, he, he just thought, well, I'll, it's already passed behind me. I'm going to have to try and do it. And he just said, I hit it flush. You know, and then next thing I knew, I got up and it was in the net. Yeah, no, I was a big fan of the post interviews. Scott's up, up to mischief. Um, I'll be back in two seconds. The guy across the road's whipping, whipper stiffing. If you can't hear the buzzing noise. Not at Can all. You hear the buzzing noise? Carry on. Okay, oh, don't worry. The... Scratch that. The um the grasshoppers have stopped, so that's nice. Uh, okay, I, I just thought yeah. Was, yeah, I can hear the whippers as I thought maybe might, might move, but uh, nah. if you guys can't hear it, we're good. No, nah. well, we'll go through the player of the year votes. Who's winning? Uh, coming fifth uh, is Connor Payne on thirty-three votes. Alexander Priovich is coming fourth on thirty-three. Leo Lacroix coming third on 42. Um, Steve Lestick is coming. Actually, I can hear it now, Scott. It is coming second on 44. And Josh Risden's coming first on 57. Jamie Young is sixth. Topper Stanley's coming seventh. Eighth, Neil Kenny. Ninth, Ben Garuccio. He's had a big week. And Lockie Wales, tenth. I can't really argue with how we're positioning them at the moment. It is a very... Performance-based, you know, te- I think, there. You know, and I, honestly, I think any of the top five could really be leading, leading at the moment. 
Yeah, 100%. But, you know, like, yeah, I think Risen's having a great season. Mystica's having a great season. Yeah, it, it's going really well. Yeah. I um Yeah, I'm really impressed by our signings and the fact we've maintained a top six position most of the season thus far. It's been pretty good. Oh, Scott, yeah, you look comfy top... there. Yeah, I had to move. I, I, I thought it might have um, interrupted off. He's decided to whip I... a snipper the rest of his grass. That's okay. Uh, Scott, is that a look... casting couch? Uh, what? Yeah, it's a bit, a bit of a... A bit of a rude yeah. joke there. I apologise, sir. Andrew Tran. Andrew Tran Duke. Yep, exactly. Now, we're going to talk about something else in a second. Just let me get the... Now, if you're as passionate about Western United as we are, you won't want to miss any of this season's A-League action. And the easiest, quickest, and best way to catch every game from every angle is with the A-League Live app. Search for A-League Live on Sportsmate or in the app or Google Play stores. Link in the description of this podcast. Um, in the audio, check it out. Highly recommend it. We use it for everything. Uh, yeah. Any other, anything else you'd like to talk about from the game, guys? Anything else? Or just leave it there. Happy to move on. We're still top. For the top game of the table. Yeah. Which is very should important. Be four, should be four points. Actually, oh, look, I always say that games in hand don't equal points in the bank. We'll, I'll just take it one at a time. Yeah, yeah, we're still there. True. Especially with Perth Glory being so behind. That's that for me is they're a big wild card. If they, they might win hit all eight. their games, I think they can move third. Maybe we so. might have a reconvene next week and have a bit of a, a state of the union on the table. Kelsey, that might be a you thing because I know you love that shit. Done. You did not seem happy about that. Um, no, no, I'm, I'm just extremely <laughs> tired, as you know. I know yeah, it's, it's been a long one. I'm just messing with you. Uh, well, do you guys want to get into the game preview? Now, on Wednesday, 23rd of the 2nd, the day this will come out, Western United take on Sydney FC at Amy Park at 5.25pm. The time slot is so early. Dear Marty, sent a letter to all the school principals in the West to let kids go early. So they go to the game. I don't know if I actually physically sent it, but it was a good social media post. I think the way the club's trying to creatively engage with uh, people online is really good. I think they've really improved since they were founded. Just a bit of my observation. You guys have any comments on that? No, look, they're trying, and that, that's all you can ask. Like they're, they're trying to connect in a fun and meaningful way. And really, like I, I reckon that's, you know, kind of a nice way to do it, you know, write to all the principals, hey, let them out of school so we can, uh, you know, enjoy a game of football. Look, yeah. it's not going to change the Italians much. would do. It's not going to change much, but imagine if the principals made that message out. It might actually get people slightly more interested. They probably wouldn't go still, but to mm. have knowledge, more knowledge of the, the club. Yeah. I think it's good, and there's a lot of free ticket promos going out with the We Are We Are Woo FC code at Ticketek from memory. I don't know. We're all members, so we don't need that stuff. But it's there if anyone would like to have a go at the going to a first game. Now, a little bit more about this game. The informed top of the table, Western United, take on the fourth place Sydney, who've kind of been a bit of a mixed bag in the past, but have found their feet in recent weeks. 
Um, in Eloise's post-match interview, he stated that the team will likely be similar to Sunday's game. And due to the fact that a lot of the players are a lot more fit, they'll likely still be in the lineup with I, with a few exceptions. Kelsey, who do you think is going to be missing this week? Well, obviously, you take out Diamante, you probably leave Payne out again still. Um, and then you just tweak around the edges there as you need to see fit. Yeah. I think Prijevic yeah. doesn't start. That, that's for me. That's yeah. That's probably what happens. Yeah, I'd say we might go with a different lineup again. Not sure if we'll see Payne maybe appear come off the bench. Uh, I yeah. wouldn't surprise me if we might start with the same uh, lineup, just with Wenzel Halls instead of Prijevic. Bit of Pierre's Wales and. Uh, Wenzel Halls. I wouldn't mind seeing Theo get a start. I think Milo Milanovic will get a start. And um, it wouldn't surprise me if Leo might get a rest. Oh, no, probably not. He won't get a rest. No, Leo Leo would start and it wouldn't surprise me if maybe Imai gets another start as well because we did play Imai against Sydney last for his pace. Kels, are you going to say yeah. something? Yeah, I have a question for you both, just sort of um, without notice. Where do you reckon the refs will line up for Sydney in this game? Um, in the pocket? Well, if they take accept my envelope, hopefully even. But, um, yeah, if they don't accept my envelope, we've obviously screwed up too bad somewhere in uh, Sydney, Sydney penalty. Sydney will get a penalty at some stage. You watch. It'll probably be because um, Mi might pick his nose, or Leo might stomp his foot too hard in the grass. But yeah, penalty for Sydney. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough one. Now, this is a bit of a flip on that. What would you like to see from the squad on Wednesday? Sort of what I saw last game against Sydney. Very attacking. Attacking side, play the ball out from defence, trying to push forward, trying to break Sydney, try not to let, you know, Burjo and Camps over get through the defence too much because they, they do, that's what they tend to do against us our last game. So hopefully try and cut them off a lot earlier instead of letting them get through. Hmm. What, what I'd like to see is really not a whole lot different. I'd like to see us doing what we're doing on the ball. I think we'd, you know, we've made good strides in the last couple of games when we're on the ball. And really just for this game, because it is Sydney, I'd like us to put in a concentrated 90-minute shift because there have been those one or two little moments where the defenders ball watch or switch off. I'd just like to see a full solid 90 of concentration from the defence. be a bit tough because there will be changes there'll be players getting rested. So it'd be a bit of a a shit show, I'd say, because it is a midweek match. But yeah, I'd like to see a solid defence and I, would, I want to see a full-blown attack. I want to see them under the pump for at least, you know, 75 minutes. I forget a couple of goals in that. I'd like a 90-minute performance, but that's a bit, bit big of expectation. Mm. 
That's okay. That's that's why I want to ask you because something we don't typically ask is what would you like? You know, I mean, it's a bit of a play on what we talk about typically. Now, if I had to say it, I would like to see Jamie Young get a day off and uh, let's like Ryan Scott have a bit of a go on goals, like we saw in the FFA Cup, just to, so he can have a little bit of a little bit of a go. I'd like to see Theo Harris in in the left wing. As, a, as opposed to Parias, I think that'd be good. And then that gives us the option to bring uh, Parias in for Wales as opposed to what we did last week. Yeah. Uh, score predictions, anyone? I'll say a draw. It'll be nil or 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Penalties. Dodgy penalty to Sydney. For a end 2-1. The boys are going to win. We're going to stay top of the ladder. I'm staying super positive. I'm riding the, riding the positivity train this season. That's what I'm doing. Um, please don't destroy me, referees. Break my dreams. Uh, any final comments on this game, guys? I really hope that we win. I want to see. I want to see the. I want to see a few cars this year. Yeah, I, I would. I'd love to see a win. Um, I'd like to see a fair balance. Um, refereeing game. This Sydney, one. it's not going to happen. No point. Nothing you can do. I know, but I can money. ask it. It, it. It's just yeah. what I'd like to happen. Yeah, I just, want, I just want to see a lead at the top of the table. I want to see a four-point gap between us, you know, first and second. I want to see us, you know, with a game that we can we can afford to lose a game every you know, at least once. I want to see us really push push forwards and show that, we, you know, we are the t- top team this year. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing to have. Do you guys want to move on to the tipping comp? Yes. Me too. No. Now, I have some breaking news. He can't this week because he's in Cairns, but Nick has um, agreed to come as a guest spot about the tipping comp at some point. I may I be able to him for next week. Uh, you guys are also in the group chat with Nick. And I have been flexing because I'm currently coming third. Woods to 99. You're currently getting the chockies, buddy. Methodical flamethrower second. Still love that. It's probably a death metal song. I'm going to research that before next week. All that passes me. I'm third. Nick, do you even tip, bro? Tied for fourth, uh, for third, sorry. Uh, Tran coming. Uh, wait, wait. Just quickly, fifth. if he's tied for third, isn't he the same amount of points as you? Ferb disagree. I got him on goal difference, I think. I don't really understand how these things work, but I'm currently beating him. Suck it. But yeah, you're on the same look. amount of points. You're still on the same amount of points, though, aren't you? Yeah. yeah, but I don't know if you understand maths, Kelsey. What's what's a better number to have, 11 or 15? I can't see it. It's too tiny on my phone. Is that better? Yeah. It no, it's still not great for me. If you go with well, the AFL, You can just tell me what the goal difference is. But so I'm, I'm 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 winning currently. So suck it, Nick. Uh, Lebby, not great, buddy. Ninth. Uh, shout out Brooke, Brooke, you're doing good. The Joker baby still is Jay. Uh, shout out Harris Mania, Harris Mania. Sorry. So yeah, make sure you get in. We've got a really good good prize this year, plus the trophy, and we cannot win the prize. The trophy, different story. So yeah, it's gonna be good. Either We've can, all got to beat Nick. Yeah. Neither can Andrew Tran. Let's not talk about Andrew Tran and trophies, is all I'm saying. I understand we need a new trophy. Uh, Yeah, there's there's a reason that 
we do yeah, a new one every year. Now, I don't have anything for around the grounds or Carter. Do you guys have anything? Um, no, nah, Chelsea haven't won any cups lately last week, so no. Nah. <laughs> no, look, my my simple my card is just for the consistency of the referees. Just be consistent. That that's oh, look, I'm, I'm, are, not, I'm, I'm not trying to bag you out. I just want it to be consistent. They are consistent. They just hate Western United. <laughs> consistency. I meant on the you know even officiating of the rules, but sure, we'll go with that. Yeah. Now. Any final thoughts for this week's pod, guys? No, just I hope we manage to bag two wins. We, do we play again on the weekend? Yeah, we're playing Perth on yeah. Sunday. Uh, I, I feel like it's too far ahead to kind of talk about what we're going to do. So, Sydney Look, tomorrow, I'll just do a score. I, I'm hoping we beat Perth. That's all I'll say on that. But um, hopefully, yeah, next week we've got two wins in the bag, but we'll see where we go. Yeah, Scott? Yeah, I hope we get them both. Yeah, let's let's take it three years to win the win the league. Three years, not freaking twelve. Screw you, City. <laughs> uh, well, that about wraps us up for the week. Don't forget to check us out on social media for up to date West United content. Share, like, subscribe, review. All West, aren't we? All West, aren't we? All West, all West aren't we? All West, aren't we?